Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by ListenNotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome back to part two of a great three-part interview that we've been having with uh, Pastor Joe Schimmel of the Blessed Hope Chapel in Simi Valley, California, as we are discussing his background uh, in part one, where we went into detail about uh, his what really brought him on the scene, and 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 God has been using him ever since in the entertainment industry and and Hollywood, exposing how they are giving their souls, selling their souls to the devil for fame and fortune, and his top-rated, I mean, it's, this video is just so awesome. They sold their souls for rock and roll. But today, we're going to launch off. We're going to conclude with a little bit of that, but we're going to launch into his, the discussion of his new movie, Marvel and DC's War on God. Here's Pastor Joe Schimmel. Amen, brother. And the people that are listening, the folks up, you know, that are listening, they need to realize the power of Christ's name because many people go through these experiences. In fact, one of the most popular artists, uh, popular, you know, maybe maybe the most popular female artist right now is Billie Eilish. And uh, she has uh, just taken the music scene by storm. And uh, she, you know, my, my son actually came to me and he's about, he's 25 years old. And he said, dad, he goes where he's working. He goes, the song came on, this was a few years back and called, called Ocean Eyes. And he goes, you know, based on what you show in your presentation, this gal has a very similar feel that I just feel that this gal is going to be huge. She's going to be, she's going to be huge, but I believe she's got like this demonic anointing that you expose in your video. They sold their souls for rock and roll. Mm -hmm. And so I said, well, I go, you know, I, I heard the song ocean eyes. I go, yeah, that's, you know, there's a strong, you know, not that you know that you know that you know, but he just had that sense. The next time she, she comes out with this big album, uh, it's called, I think, you know, when you sleep, where do you go? Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's basically back in the bedroom when you sleep, where do you go? Like this other realm. And she said every song on that album was related to her nocturnal experiences and her sleep paralysis oh, and wow. so forth. Yeah. And, and one of the songs is called bury a friend. Mm -hmm. And in the song, it has a young guy on the bed and she's under it, you know, she's singing about it. It's basically like her experiences, but she's basically joined the entity to now, be used against other people oh, wow. and this guy is in this state and then he wakes up gets on his rear end and she and you know you see her on the bed in the cover art her eyes are rolled back like like uh the exorcist mm -hmm. where she's possessed it shows her going arching her back you know it shows her uh, you know walking down the hall all of a sudden she's being pulled up a little bit and her feet are kind of dangling as she's trying to walk like a puppet and in there she says you know she's got to basically do the will of this entity because she sold her soul and wow. she has to serve it now and so forth. Now she's huge and a gal, I mean, a young gal. Now she's, you know, a little bit old. I think she's maybe around 20 right now. Cause she's been out for a few years now, but uh, Billy Eilish, uh, she had for a long time. I'm sure is upside down crosses mm -hmm. and these forces basically using her people that have heard my testimony and are familiar with their music. They're like, wow, that's what you've been talking about for years that you yeah. went through. 
I go, yeah, but she's embraced it, you know? And those are those forces that she's embraced. And she had 667 or 666, the number of the Antichrist, uh, Instagram followers for a long time. Oh, wow. Because every time she got a new one, she knocked someone off and people would do YouTube. I can't believe Billy Eilish. She was following me, but she, and they are crying. And she, cause she said, well, I wanted to keep it at 666. Cause I really love that number, you know? And uh, she's, you know, she's got a lot of mm. problems because she's opened herself to this demonic world, but she's got fame, but for what price? Yeah. And to, yeah. to bring you to the end of my testimony is, uh, when I came to Christ, the beauty of it, because, you know, I went through the bad news, but came to the good news, came to Jesus. Amen. And like you said, uh, and then when I came to him, man, my whole life changed. And yep. my family, they, all, they didn't all know Jesus. So that song, my family, my soul, you know, that all got reversed because one by one over the next few years, each one of them ended up coming to Christ. Praise my dad God. didn't come to Christ until just before he died, which was a couple of years ago. Um, praise God, though he was yeah, confessing yeah. Christ, and, yep. and uh, but we, we were praying. He died at like nine, almost ninety-two years old, yeah, and yeah. he was a holdout. You know, well, yeah. Mary answers my prayers. You know, and I'd say, yeah. how do you know we're not a galaxy in some giant's toe? You know, so he's all over the place. <laughs> you know, and eventually, uh, he, he, uh, he, you know, hard hardened. You know, World War II vet. He bowed. He bowed the knee. You know, praise but uh, all three of my sisters, my brother, my mom, and I, one by one, came to Christ. So it was the very reversal of what the enemy was you know, encouraging, which was, I'd be, if I went that route, I'd just be encouraging them in their lostness along with who knows how many other people. Yeah. So, uh, and then as a result of that, I ended up uh, praying for my friends and, and my family before they got saved mm -hmm. as a result of getting myself getting saved and I began to seek the Lord. And then I was like, wow, I need to share with him what this, this, what God says in his word. I need to share this gospel. With him. I was the only, only Christian I knew at the time, but I was sharing <laughs> with them and reading the word and as a result, uh, you know, they were started coming to Christ. But what the Lord used was I looked at the stuff. I tore all my wallpaper down, all my Zeppelin posters and my Hendrix poster, kicked in my Fender amp, got rid of my guitar, <laughs> uh, didn't play any songs or write anything. I mean, I sang worship songs like crazy uh, as I learned them. But I, I got out of music for some time and I, I refused to ever be a worship leader. I filled in a couple of times. When there's desperation, Joe, can you just, you know, lead tonight or this day? But I always felt called to preach like you did, to share the word that I got to, you know, get as many people to come to Christ as possible and wake up the church. Because most, most of the church is knee deep in this stuff, the music we're exposing, right, you know, that I was into and that's popular today, not making a distinction between good and evil. And, uh, you know, and, and that is heartbreaking because we're called in Ephesians 5.11 to have no fellowship with the fruitless works of darkness, but That's rather right. expose Amen. them. And then it says, you know, let have the light of Christ, let it shine on you. So, oh, sleeper, wake up. So I think it's important uh, that we expose the works of darkness because it's like showing the church an MRI of a disease the church has that's yeah. crippling, yeah. which is the music of this world system, the entertainment of this world system, which is so evil. And that's how they sold their souls for rock and roll had yeah. come about was I began to expose these things to friends and uh, family as to what Satan was doing in music, because I knew I was going to find it. And I just all of a sudden look at the most popular bands, stuff that I was into and other people were into, and I'd read their interviews, I'd buy their biographies, I'd look at their, their music, I'd look at their lyrics, and over and over again, with the most popular bands, you see this thread of demonism, writing about their demon ex demon, uh, the demonic experiences, how they were channels. Uh, like the Rolling Stones said, uh, Keith Richards, I stick my finger in the air and all these songs come to us at once like a seance, you know, or John Lennon saying, you know, I'm like possessed, a medium, a psychic, and the song just has to come out of me. And then I go all the way up to, you know, Michael Jackson, 
uh, because he became big in the 80s, right? And he talked about how he is, you know, communicating songs from entities, you know, and uh, even We Are the World, he says, you know, it was summoned and the lyrics and all like pretty much come at once, all the way up to today where you have, uh, you know, the top artist, Jay-Z, the biggest rapper of all time, uh, you know, uh, he has Do What Thou Wilt across his hoodie, which is Satanist Alessar Crowley's maxim, which we show goes way back for decades with starting with the Beatles and the Stones and so forth. Do what thou wilt shall be the whole law. And he says he's like, uh, he's, he says demons are spirits that come in him and they leave him, a lot like John John Lennon has said. Uh, on and on with these very, very popular artists, Beyonce. We've got over, we got millions and millions and millions and millions of views on one of our videos that came out during the Super Bowl where uh, uh, she literally talks about how she lets this entity named Sasha Fierce, when it possesses her, she says the spirit comes into her. She can sing like she's never sang. Uh, and she's with, you know, Jay-Z, Mr. Do What Thou Will. And she wears a big old Baphomet, you know, ring, which are worn by Satanists, you know, the Baphomet, the, the goat head and so forth. So uh, so I just mentioned Billy Eilish. So I'm kind of trying to cover a wide yeah. spectrum uh, to give people an idea of what we expose. Now, when you were... One time I, I heard you say something about the curse of the Jays. Can you explain that? Oh, it's an interesting question because I rarely ever talk about that. And uh, yeah, it was interesting. I a lot of those uh, who's you know the artists whose name began with a J, first name, whether it was Jim Morrison, John Lennon, uh, John Bonham, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, and others uh, died young, uh, very you know young as rock stars. And uh, I called the curse of the Jays because. Uh, out here, I think it was KMET or KLOS, one of our big rock stations back in the day. Only one of those still survives right now. They had an art contest. I, I sent in my art, which was this kind of this uh, uh, causeways between this galaxies of all these planets hooked up with like uh, different, you know, uh, connected to each other. In the midst of that, which is kind of, I don't know if what I said about that then, but uh, in the midst of that, there was this one, uh, there was like a weight coming down or one line coming down in the middle of this galaxy I drew. Or, and then you had a, uh, at the bottom of it was this pyramid hanging, which balanced everything out. Mm. And uh, that was supposed to be balanced to the universe. And it had the J's, the different curse of the dip, jazz job and all these different artists. And my name is Joe. So I expected to die young, you know, and I had, I had a, if you wrote, if you, if you wrote the letter H down and within that H on both sides, if you wrote an H sideways and then both sides, you, you drew a, a, a triangle, right? Facing each other. Mm-hmm. Like they're opposed each other. That for me, that was I carved that in my hand. That was a oh, wow. that was a symbol for like the yin and the yang balance. And I didn't know anything about the yin and the yang then. You're talking yeah. 60, 17 years old balance. And then my art was this brings balance. It was the the triangle again. I had no idea that Satanist Alester Crowley, who's basically the patron saint of music today, uh, you know, over and over again, you see he's the unsung hero of the 60s. But now they're starting to say, wow, he mapped out the whole counterculture revolution. Yeah. Uh, I've been exposing Amen. that for years. Amen. Yeah. Is that he basically, his whole symbol is the eye of the triangle. Yeah. You know, right. uh, and by the way, I'm, I don't know if that's a good time for a segue, bro, but, uh, you know, that was uh, when you look at Dr. Strange, his new movies coming out for Marvel, mm-hmm. uh, which segue, I guess, really quickly to Marvel in DC. Uh, his symbol is the eye of the triangle, the eye of Agamotto. Oh. And now if there was, if there was, if that was just it between him and Crowley, and it was like, that would be pretty far-fetched. You say, well, there's some influence there. Uh, we prove uh, through, because <laughs> we also we expose a lot of what's going on in popular culture. Yeah. And 
Uh, we just mm-hmm. dropped a video a couple weeks ago on Marvel in DC. Yeah. Marvel in DC is one God. Uh, but in that, we show a bit on Doctor Strange and Iron Man and Marvel's Endgame and the whole, you know, cinematic mm-hmm. universe and the comics. What's crazy is uh, in the one that's upcoming, although we get a little bit into it in the first one, Doctor Strange, whose movie's coming out again, he was just in the new Spider-Man movie. Uh, he made an appearance, and he had, and a few years earlier, he just made they, they brought the sorcerer out. That was a little bit much, so they waited to bring the sorcerer out for all the people, Doctor Strange. Uh, but uh, we are able to show that, brother, I mean, it's clear as day, that he's made in the image of Satanist Aleister Crowley. Uh, uh, Doctor Strange and Crowley. I mean, we're talking about we're talking about Marvel, the biggest movie franchise in the world yeah, the last several exactly. years, right? Exactly. And he's the one that worked with Iron Man to bring the End Game, where Iron Man gives his life for to stop Thanos, the great I Am, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. And his Armageddon type scenario. But it's interesting because I started studying the occult in just a few years ago when COVID was starting, right around that time, seeing the same phenomena. I prayed. I said, Lord, because I saw a, <laughs> I saw a. Uh, and I know we talked about maybe getting to Marvel a little bit. So mm-hmm. I, I, I saw this uh, trailer of, you know, Thanos coming from the skies. Didn't even know who he was. And in the trailers for Infinity Wars, and then it came again in Endgame. And what was Infinity Wars, I'm like, and then Endgame, I'm like, he denounced himself as he comes from, you know, space. He has these angels and stuff. And he's like, I am. Mm. And then pregnant pause, then uh inevitable or invincible depending on which i am statement i thought this is crazy you have one coming from the skies claiming to be i am <laughs> or using enunciating that purposely and you have humans uniting with spiritual forces dr strange and the gods of marvel uh and they're united to fight against him in this thing called Endgame. that looks a lot like armageddon yeah. and i just threw up my hands i said lord it was almost like a flare prayer busy day i said lord if and i'm doing so many things lord but if you want me to expose this uh, and I realized, you know, if Paul was trying to slaughter the church and God called him and as you were heathen and I was, God uses those who he's brought out of the darkness because we've been there yeah. to expose it often. Yep. And I cried out to him, Lord, if it's your will and this is going on, the same thing I expose in Hollywood and, and music is going on and in, in with uh, the comics. The next day I woke up and it was so strong in my heart, a burden. And I can't tell you, the Lord just laid it out because it was. So what I found out was give you an example. Doctor Strange, his first incarnations, we show him, looks just like a Lester Crowley, the Satanist. Oh, That's wow. how they brought him out. Steven, Steve Engelhardt, who wrote a lot of Doctor Strange's story later in the 70s and so forth, um, uh, was a member of Crowley's OTO, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, Doctor Strange is this good sorcerer who stops a guy named Sisseneg, whose name is Genesis backwards. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Genesis backwards, this is like Crowley. And when I look up who wrote this story, oh, it's a member of the OTO, Steve Englehart, is this comic writer who's one of the biggest in the 70s, writing, writing for both Marvel and then DC. And I'm looking at Doctor Strange, even before Englehart was on board. How did Stan Lee and the guys who created him craft him? Yeah. Well, guess what? He is a sorcerer from England, like Crowley. Mm-hmm. He goes to Himalayas like Crowley. He has a place he calls a sanctum sanctorum, which is what Crowley called the place where a place where he did his magic. He used the eye of the triangle like Crowley. And I mean, it just goes on and on. I think that made the point, but I, the parallel after parallel. What people don't realize is as Alan Moore, who's been voted by comic book review fans, which is the biggest fanzine site on the Internet uh, for comics. Uh, he's been voted the top writer the last four years. Uh, he's a practicing a practitioner of Crowley's 
satanic magic, as is Grant Morrison, the number two guy writing for having written for Marvel and DC in the fans fan polls is Grant Morrison, both British, both into Crowley's magic, both practicing Crowley's magic, both claiming they've contacted demonic entities, both claim these entities that they've in touch with have influenced their work and they're influenced our kids. We rest out against flesh and blood. All this stuff is real. And yeah. so, but I mean, he, I mean, it just, it, it gets really, really deep, but uh, I'll give you one quote, bro. And then I'll take a breath and I want you to chime <laughs> in. I've got, got great things to say. I feel like I'm hogging the time, but oh, I'll just say, I'll, I'll just give this quote. Or I'll, I'll paraphrase uh, in our trailer uh, for our, our Marvel uh, DC exposed it's not called Marvel DC Exposed, but different title, but Marvel DC's War and God. Uh, in the trailer, we play some snippets. And one of them is you see Grant Morrison talking, one of the leading writers, number two in this last poll. And we see him talking. And then we cut to a, uh, a friend and associate of his who is actually very much a part of this whole movement we're talking about. And he says, talks about how Grant Morrison shoots these candy coated bullets into the heads of kids. And he says, but the parents are none the wiser because of it. But when, when it gets into the kid's brain, it gets them nice and use the F word, like, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. and people don't realize that we, there is a spiritual war and there are nefarious, wicked people being used by evil spirits to influence the masses through popular culture. Amen. Hey, oh, man. I mean, I can see, you know, some of the Marvel characters that are being touted as, as heroes, but actually introducing those demonic powers. Or is, has this always been the case with comic books and things like that? Or is it just something recent? You know, it's it's uh, it's, <laughs> it's a great question because uh, a brother in the fellowship, when we were halfway through making this first video, it's going to be a seven or eight part series. Mm. He's in his 70s. Great brother. You know, uh, he comes up to me, he goes, Joe, I'm so glad you're exposing this. He goes, because of all the evil that's in the comics these days. He goes, man, when I was young, we were into like Captain Marvel and stuff. And when, you know, when it's clean and stuff and, or, you know, and, and on and on, I'm like, I go, bro, you realize... I go, this has been going on for some time. I felt like, Lord, you know, I'm praying a little prayer, Lord, help me let him down nicely because he's all hot against the new characters. I go, you remember Captain Marvel? I go, you look close. He would yell Shazam was his deal. And he goes, yeah. He goes, that's right. I go, you know what Shazam was? Each letter of Shazam is a name of a different God that he's calling upon for help. The Bible says the gods of the nations are demons, you know, Deuteronomy, Psalms, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 20 and 21. Paul says that the, that what the gentle sacrifice to you, the idols are actually demons and so forth. And he's like, you're not kidding. That's right. I didn't even think about that. Mm -hmm. Like now, right now, brother, there's a new movie coming out called the black Adam, which is like the counterpart, the, you know, the anti-hero to Shazam or the villain played by the rock. And okay. he's Egyptian. And he also uses Shazam, but there's different gods that he's calling upon. S stands for one god. H stands for Horus, which is in Crowley Satanism. Horus is the crown and conquering child of the new eon, the age of Antichrist. And he's so when they're saying these words, they're invoking spirits. Mm. And the Bible warns in first in Revelation chapter 9, 20 and 21, that when God's judgments are coming, that's the midst of the trumpet judgments, that they don't repent. You know, yeah. to give God glory, they don't repent of their worship of demons and so forth. Amen. So these guys are actually popularizing uh, the calling on these demons. And brother, I, I mean, yeah. no kidding. This Amen. this is so amazing because literally the two top writers out of the top hundred, the two top, Alan Moore and Grant Morrison, are practitioners, as I mentioned, of Crowley Satanism, and they encourage other people to get into Crowley's magic. We have video footage of. Uh, 
Grant Morrison before hundreds of kids all coming excited to see their their hero, you know, and all of a sudden there's a projection of Satanist Alessa Crowley behind him, mm-hmm. huge, with 666 under it. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, kids, here's how you do this sigil magic. He explains how to do it to contact these entities. He goes, you have to get the you have to get the books by Alester Crowley. This stuff works. So the rec- in the days when I exposed Satanism and, and we still do in music, mm-hmm. I don't have anything nearly as brazen as what these guys are doing. Yeah. As far as coming straight out, recruiting people. I mean, you had the Satanists doing that, yeah. but, but you know, yeah. these, these are the, the top in your face guys. And it's so amazing. He's telling them how to do sigil magic. Uh, he's he's telling them to get in the books of Crowley. Uh, it's so horrifying. And then you, you kid, parents are clueless that their kids have been learning these things and basically becoming warlocks. And these are oh, wannabe wow. aspiring writers yeah. who are contacting these yeah. forces and are now influencing the masses again. Give you one last example. Wow. He explains... I mean, last before you chat, because we're having a good talk. I don't hear you again. Is uh, is I'm enjoying this. I've been learning a lot. Put it like that. I know our listeners are too. <laughs> okay, so you have, for instance, uh, uh, Grant Morrison. He's he, he writes a whole article on how to contact these entities. He says, say for instance, you want to contact Hermes, now that Greek god Hermes, and you want to invoke him so he appears to you and you can use his powers and what have you. He goes, what you need to do is. He goes, what you could do is he goes, get a picture of the comic Flash, because Flash is made in the image of Hermes, by the way. Oh, a lot wow. of these a lot of these comics are made in the image of false gods. And it's just the resurrection of all these false deities often. And he goes, get that picture, put that out, you know, play Ray of Light, because because Hermes is fast. Ray of Light by Madonna. Play the song because of speed. Maybe take some speed, some drugs, take the drug speed and so forth. Do these various things he mentions to invoke these spirits. He even talks about it. When you invoke these demons, it can be scary, though, because they come with intense power when he's talking about the actual demons where he admits they're demons. Well, guess what, bro? When we're showing Iron Man, the greatest actor, and this is going to blow people away, uh, should, uh, the last you know t- 12 years or so, uh, number one actor for m- most people has been Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. He was in and out of a lot of problems, in and out of jail and all the prison and what have you for drugs and stuff. Woke up in some little boy's house, uh, bed where the parents found, what are you doing in our kid's bed? Strange stuff. Well, becomes, gets the gig for Saturday Night Live, uh, is there for years, a host, gets canned, you know, doesn't have a lot of success. Well, the Iron Man, first Iron Man is going to come out and they're casting for it. He wants to get that part. So to get that part, he... He uh, says he practiced his lines in various ways, was ready to be flexible in whatever they way, way they wanted his lines. He says, however, he said, I practiced the most intense ritualistic uh, ritual I've ever practiced. I'm about ceremonial magic. He practiced, he said, cer- he did ceremonial magic. He got a, a, a sunstone wand. He got a picture of Iron Man instead of Hermes, for instance, to do these invocations. And he said, if Aleister Crowley had a little brother, I was the S-H-I-T. I mean, we're dealing with people that are yeah. actors, producers, yeah. writers, directors, often who are being used by this demonic world. And when you understand this, and you look at what the scriptures say: we wrestle against flesh and blood, the principalities and powers, the rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. You realize this is so real, and we're supposed to put on yeah. the whole armor of God, not let these guys into our hearts. And and I, I recognize my heart breaks, and I pray for parents, I pray for young yeah. people yeah. because it's very hard because it's like everybody. Everybody's in the superheroes now. Everybody's in the music. Yep. But as Christians, we have to pray, Lord, help us to be separate. Help us to have discernment. And we just want pe- uh, parents to be informed, young people to be informed. And the best way for parents to get to their young people to understand this 
is to make them aware. And what this is a cool thing. I've done this with my kids growing up, and they're all strong to the Lord now. They become more aware of what's going on than the world is, as far as we become wise as serpents, harmless as doves. We expose the darkness. And I, I probably know, and I'm I'm nothing, but you probably know now, right now, brother, you probably know more about the occult and comics than some of the greatest comic aficionados, because guess what? They don't understand the spiritual realm right. and what's going on. So it gives you a leg up when you're yeah. ministering to your children yeah. and young people, you will say, hey, they're not telling you what's going on. And one thing young people hate, a lot of times, they hate being lied to. Yeah. You let them know they're being lied to. There's a deception here. And we use this to let them know, guess what? We're here for a short time. We have the ultimate superhero beyond any, exactly. any superhero. Exactly. We have Jesus Amen. Christ, Amen. King of Kings, Lord of Lords. Every knee will bow. Every time we'll confess. Get them to know who Jesus is. I share the gospel sometimes. I shared the gospel at the end of the movie we just talked about that we just got it put out. Uh, we show a bunch of these clips where they're saying all these things uh, in uh, in our video. And at the end of it, uh, we I, I'm witnessing to Iron Man and witnessing to Spider-Man in Times Square. We flew up to strengthen one of our churches there, or some of our, our, our live stream groups there uh, in a, for our church. And we were there. We went to Times Square to witness and show the gospel. And I shared with Iron Man and I shared with uh, Spider-Man separately uh, there on Times Square. You know, the guys that dress up like those guys. And I shared with both of them. And I with Iron Man, I said, hey, you've got some weaknesses, man. You have a weak heart, don't you? I go, guess what? We all have a bad heart. The heart's deceitful of all things. That's what we can do. We can know it. I go, but guess what? Has no who has has no weaknesses, you know? And I preach Jesus to him. Same with Spider-Man. I said, You have weaknesses, you know. I can't remember all the weaknesses. He has a bunch. Spider-Man's in, in the comics. He a lot of times he's very greedy, he only does things for money. He has like spiders, he has problems with water and stuff like that. I go, Jesus walked on water. You and I know, brother, Jesus made water, right? So I told him he has no weaknesses. And I preached Jesus, both of them, both those guys, God knows their hearts, but both of them said they wanted to come to Christ. And we prayed there for Amen. repentance, Amen. so forth. Amen. But we can use what Satan means for evil for oh, good. And we Absolutely. ought to be doing that, not with people in the streets yeah. only, but with our own households. Absolutely. Hey folks, Pastor Bob here. We're all out of time for today's portion of this great interview with Pastor Joe Schemmel as we've been discussing his work in exposing darkness in Hollywood and entertainment, uh, his video, They Sold Their Souls for Rock and Roll, and then we got into what I really wanted to get into was his recent release of a video documentary called uh, Marvel and DC's War on God. Folks, this is real. It's happening right now. And we've, even people my age who used to go back and read comic books, to understand what the underpinnings of all this was is just strictly dumbfounding is the word that comes to my mind as we have just been fed all these lies from entertainment and Hollywood and music and artists all these years. And folks, this is real. You can see it. The information that Pastor Joe has been sharing with us, you can see being played out right now in front of us. When you start comparing the information that he's accumulated over these years, that backs it up biblically, backs it up scripturally, backs it up with the own testimony of all these people involved saying, yes, that's what I did. I sold my soul to the devil. And how... The devil is bringing the lyrics, the songs, and different things like that to their minds. It just matches up 100% with what he has been sharing for the past 30 years or more. 
This has just been part two. We still have part three to go. Oh, praise God. This is, you do not want to miss part three. Till next time, this is Pastor Bob Romani. Be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.